You're listening to Soul Talk for Black Folks podcast with your hosts, licensed marriage and family therapists, wives, mothers, and soul sisters, Latoya Chivon and Sarah Harris. Each episode, these ladies bring you empowering and uplifting messages focused on helping you improve relationships with yourself and others while destigmatizing mental health in the Black community. The information shared in this podcast is not a substitute for seeking mental health treatment. Now grab some coffee or a cup of tea and get comfortable. Let's soul talk. This is episode four, Overcoming Adversity. In today's episode, you will learn keys to overcoming adversity, along with several tips and resources to take with you throughout the rest of your week. As always, at the end, we will offer you an action item to take with you throughout this week. And this will help you to just awaken to your journey towards that soulful and joyful life that you desire. Yeah. So, you know, Sarah, the first thing that comes to mind for me is what kind of adversity are we dealing with as Black folks in our nation? And I just started to think of some different things that are impacting so many people, um, so many stressful situations. We have poverty and there's, there's broken family relationships. Uh, you know, there's even the domestic violence that's been going on. And it's, there's much more heightened awareness re- in recent months due to COVID. Um, and just the fact that people are in their homes and, and uh, you know, the pandemic, I feel like, has brought out a lot of awareness of the different types of adversity that we're dealing with. Yeah, it seems like it's just heightened the the adversities that we're struggling with. No one has really prepared us for this. There's there isn't a textbook that tells you how to prepare for it. And it's what else, what is also happening is that so many of these are hitting us all at once. Yeah. Right? Like a wave in the ocean. Exactly. And then you know, you put that on top of the racial trauma that's been going on and the the violence that we've been seeing, the racial violence against black folks and you know. The systemic racism has already been there, but it's just, it's being, a lot of light is being shed on it in these Mm -hmm. recent years. Yes, yes. And we're learning how it just impacts so many other areas of life. And so overcoming adversity is definitely a big topic right now that's so important, especially for the Black community. Sometimes we just overlook, you know, resources for for self-healing. And it's important to just, understand why it's important, why we should uh, work towards overcoming adversity. And as we were preparing for this podcast, LaToya, we came across the poem by Maya Angelou. And I remember when I saw it, I was like, yes, we have to, we have to include this into our podcast. And it's the poem Still I Rise. And I think this just represents uh, resilience so, so well. So today, LaToya and I are going to read this poem for you. You may write me down in history with your bitter, twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still, like dust, I arise. Does my sassiness upset you? Why are you beset with gloom? Because I walk like I've got oil wells pumping in my living room. Just like moons and like suns, with a certainty of tides, just like hopes springing high, still I rise. Did you want to see me broken, bowed head and lowered eyes, shoulders falling down like teardrops, weakened by my soulful cries? 
does my haughtiness offend you? Do you take it awful hard? Because I laugh like I've got gold mines digging in my own backyard. You may shoot me with your words. You may cut me with your eyes. You may kill me with your hatefulness. But still, like air, I'll rise. Does my sexiness upset you? Does it come as a surprise that I dance like I've got diamonds at the meeting of my thighs? Out of the huts of history's shame, I rise. Up from a past that's rooted in pain, I rise. I am a black ocean, leaping and wide, welling and swelling, I bear in the tide. Leaving behind the tides of terror and fear, I rise. Into a daybreak that's wondrously clear, I rise. Bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave, I am the dream and the hope of the slave. I rise, I rise, I rise. Oof. Now that is such a powerful poem. Sarah, every time I hear that poem, I swear it gives me chills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, this is some examples of how we can handle adversity. And what we want to do is transition into some other tips and tools that we can use, that we can give to you guys um, in order to handle the adversity in your life. So the first thing that I have for you is acceptance. You want to be aware of and accept that adversity is inevitable in life. It's just a part of what people experience. Uh, it doesn't mean that you need to give up, but it does mean that you want to make peace with the situation and you want to practice self-compassion. Yeah, that's, that's really important. The self-compassion piece and uh, self-acceptance, being able to give that love to ourselves. And for some people that, that comes easy and for others, it doesn't. And it reminds me of a book called Mindset, The New Psychology of Success. And it's by Carol S. Duick, Dr. Carol S. Duick. And it's a really, really powerful book that talks about the difference between a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. And with a, with a fixed mindset, the belief is that failure is the limit of my abilities. If I fail at one thing, then that's it. I'm done with everything. And there's also the belief of I'm either good at it or I'm not very black and white thinking that my abilities are unchanging. I can either do it or I don't. And for people with a fixed mindset, when they're frustrated, they just give up and they stick to just what they know. So they stay within that box. Whereas those who have a growth mindset, for them, failure is an opportunity to grow. They tell themselves, I can learn to do anything I want. Challenges help me grow. And they are more open to trying new things. So as we're talking, I want you to think about, do I have a growth mindset or does my mindset tend to be more fixed? Because when it comes to overcoming adversity, a growth mindset will help to just kind of soften the edge of that adversity and build resilience. Yeah, you know, I talk to a lot of my clients about this, Sarah. It um, reminds me of just the limited thinking patterns. Uh, this, this idea that I can't grow above where I am, or I can't become more than what I, I am. And, you know, this is just my lot in life. I've heard people say things like that. Um, but it's just very limited thinking. And the reality is that with a growth mindset, you can reach the dreams that you're going for. Um, and, you know, adversity can either hold you down or you can grow out of it and above it to move into the, the dreams and the destiny that you have. Yeah, yeah. I know I've come across people who present things like the world is out to get them or things are just happening to me, the poor me scenarios. 
instead of being able to rise up and take take some type of control or focus on what is might still be working even when things are stressful and as we're talking i know that these things are hard it's in many ways it's easier said than done but if we can just take that step in the right direction bit by bit pretty soon over time and with practicing some of these skills and ways of thinking it can become second nature yeah and one thing that we can do sarah is in order to move forward step by step is start to develop some coping skills and use them. You know, we have to become masters of our emotions. Otherwise, it's very easy to just drown in our emotions and let them take over. So some different ways that people can work to building the coping skills so that they can know how to respond in a way that's going to help them would be to develop things like mindfulness skills, um, some meditation that's, that can be so helpful in helping people to just stay in the moment and not be overwhelmed with the worries of the future or the regrets of the past. So I really like meditation. And you know, yoga gives us an opportunity to also meditate and the breathing that's added in to the meditation when you're doing the yoga poses can be so healing. And once again, just really help to um, manage your emotions that you may be experiencing. Mm. Yes. And this applies to both kids and adults. As you were talking, I was thinking about my five-year-old daughter. We were talking about, she asked me, what's the difference between meditation and yoga? And I explained to her that difference because she loves doing cosmic yoga on YouTube. So much fun. So after I explained to her the difference between meditation and yoga, her response was, oh, so yoga is meditation exercise. And I was like, oh, okay, yes, I guess you could think about it like that. Yeah, I actually like that description. That's a really good way to understand exactly what you're doing when you're doing yoga. Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, and there's so many apps out there too, you guys. Um, if you just look for mindfulness apps, meditation apps, yoga apps, there's so many free apps available um, that you can put onto your phone and you can use them to help you to manage those emotions. One that I know that Sarah's talked about before is the Insight Timer. Sarah, can you share a little bit about that? Ooh, I love Insight Timer. So I used to use um, Headspace for many years and Headspace is a really great app. And there's, all, there's free versions and then there's the paid versions. And recently I had um, several colleagues share with me about Insight Timer. And I love Insight Timer because it, it feels more socially conscious me. There are many more Black teachers on that platform, um, just more people of color, and just a lot of really good free resources. And it helps you to really think, rethink um, what meditation is. Because sometimes, we, especially in the Black community, we hear meditation and we're like, what? <laughs> but it may not be um, this structured, this sitting in a cross-legged position on a cushion, um, that we might be thinking. And of course, that's perfectly fine. That works for a lot of people. But sometimes, especially with an app, you can have someone guiding you for about three minutes and just slowing down your heart um, and ways that we can just reduce anxiety and just feel more confident in this world. Yes, yes. I love it. And you know, you, you hit me when you said three minutes. That's something that I share with my clients very frequently when we're in therapy, is that you don't have to have a lot of time to give some time to mindfulness and meditation. Three minutes, I'm like, come on. You know, everybody has three minutes they can carve out of their day. Yes. <laughs> and, mm -hmm. and so time can't be an excuse. Three minutes to give back to yourself and to help you overall to be able to, to manage your emotions and to cope with the things that are going on in your life. It's definitely worth it to give that time back to yourself. 
another thing that I also want to acknowledge is that it's so important to still laugh, you know, it's so, you know, it's so easy to get bogged down with all the things that are going on in our lives. And, and it's so easy to just, you know, be down and, and not really be able to find the humor or the laughter um, that you usually do have. So find that again. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, Latoya, I remember when we did the Black Love Challenge in the Facebook group, one of the days we asked, what have you and your spouse laughed at recently? And we got some really good <laughs> answers in that group. Um, but it's so important to find ways to laugh because that definitely helps to build your resilience. And it affects those feel-good chemicals in your body too. There's a positive physiological response that happens and laughter really does take that edge or decrease uh, mild depression. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, what other things can you do? You know, some other things that I thought of that came to mind and some of these things might, re- might relate, you guys may be able to relate to and some of them may not be for you, but I'm just gonna give you a, f- a list of what I came up with. Sometimes it can be helpful to go to church, to reconnect spiritually with the community um, and with God can be so helpful in healing um, for someone who's dealing with adversity. Taking some time to just self-reflect, like without our phones, (laughs) because (laughs) what we usually do is we're self-reflecting, we're sitting down on the couch and we're scrolling on social media. So, (laughs) I mean, I think we all are. (laughs) So, you know, taking that time to self-reflect maybe taking a walk, walking your dog, get, you know, get moving. That can be helpful. Jumping into a hobby that you, you once had, and maybe you kind of left behind. You haven't been, you haven't picked it up in a while. Get back into it. Kind of take your mind off of the things that are going on and um, focus on something that brings you joy. Uh, Reading. That's a big one, especially if you can read books that make you smile or books that make your heart feel good. You want to just keep positive energy around you as much as possible and try to limit the negative energy with the negative social media that might come through or the the news that might come in and just kind of ruin your mood or give you more adversity. Try to limit that as much as possible. And then, of course, you know, since we're therapists, we're going to say that it's important to take care of your body. So make sure you're getting enough sleep. Make sure you're eating three balanced meals a day and um, just incorporate some sort of exercise, even if it's walking for 20 minutes a day. It can be, it can really work wonders. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. And another big coping skill, which we're sharing as a separate tip because it's so important, is having a support system. And if you don't have a support system, now is the time to create one whether it's virtual or whether it's in person, have your tribe around you. That can go a long way with overcoming adversity. So connect with your family and friends. Pick up the phone and call them. Or text (laughs) or Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp, whatever it is. Connect with family and friends. Um, For those of you who might have some anxiety about that, push through that initial anxiety and see if you can just send a quick message saying, hey, what's up? Church is an amazing and powerful support system. Just being able to connect with your congregation, just to socialize and mingle with like-minded folks can be very, very healing. Prayer, talking to God, just listening to the message from the pastor, very, very healing for the soul. 
what, and maybe joining other groups, whether it's a pickup game of basketball, soccer, whatever it is, but just looking for other groups that you can connect with, groups including our neighbors on our street, our neighborhood. Sometimes we have our neighbors and we barely even know anything about them. So um, connecting with your neighbors, that's another great way to have a support system. For parents, try to be more open to some of the other parents at your kids' after-school activities or in their class. Look up and smile and see if you can, if there's a parent or two or more that you might be able to connect with. Um, you all might have something in common. Latoya had mentioned social media and just being aware of what you're exposing yourself to on social media. Connect with positive people on social media. Um, whether it's someone that you respect from far away or whether it's someone that you know and you respect for them, keep those positive things on your news feed or on your Instagram feed so that that's what you're being exposed to and that adds or fills your emotional cup instead of draining you. And make sure that you are following us on social media too. Let me do a quick plug. <laughs> yes, yes, we can. Yeah, definitely. And um, it's kind of funny, but it's true because you really want to look for those resources that you have that can be inspirational and can help to, to build you up. One more thing that we were thinking about is who are your black role models of resilience, right? Like we want to look around and see people who look like us, who we can respect and look up to and who can inspire us. So when it comes to overcoming adversity, who do you think about? Is it your pastor at church? Is it uh, Oprah? And Oprah has a really powerful story. Um, she had a very scarred childhood and is a survivor of sexual abuse. She gave birth at 14 years old and then she lost her child. And look at where Oprah is right now. She's a very um, inspirational person who is just sharing a positive message in this world. Latoya, do you know any other um, Black role models of resilience? Oh, yeah. Um, the, I know a lot of them, which is, which is awesome because I feel like growing up, I didn't see much on the media or in the books about Black people who were successful. So I, I'm happy to say that I actually know quite a few. But one that I want to talk about today is Viola Davis. I recently read, read her story and found out that she grew up not knowing where she would get her next meal. So she grew up in extreme poverty right here in the United States. And I feel like that's just another example of the adversity that's going on even today in our society. Um, this is going on where children don't know where they're going to get their next meal. But to look at someone like Viola Davis and see where she's made it to, um, she's an amazing role model and a great inspiration that I look up to a lot. Yes, she is. She is. <laughs> Other Black role models that I think about include Barack Obama, James Baldwin, Martin Luther King Jr., Jay-Z. There's um, Ursula Burns. She's the CEO of Xerox and which is a fortune 500 company she grew up poor and she was raised by a single mom wow and then some authors maya angelo and um, tony morrison they've written a lot about their experiences and so the good thing about writing is that your experiences are there for people to always refer back to so if you're looking for some inspiration if you're trying to to you know get your mind out of the the space of negativity definitely picking up one of their books and reading about their victories um and and you know the life that they that they've made for themselves can be very helpful too for you mm, that's right and you as you were saying writing i was thinking about journaling right which is another really good um coping skill that can be used 
when we're struggling or we're feeling stressed out, depressed, anxious, just overwhelmed with life, sometimes getting it out on paper and just having that cleansing can just can feel so healing. Yeah. And you know what, Sarah, um, another thing that I recommend to a lot of people, speaking of journaling, is um, you can do verbal journaling through an app. So I have an app called Day One. Okay. I really like that app um, because you can type your journal in, your journal entry in, or you can also speak it and it types it for you. Um, so that is something that I recommend to people who say, I just don't want to write. I, you know, I haven't been able to keep up with journaling in the past. That's something that you can record while you're driving. You know, you can just, it's available for you if you just want to talk it out. And then your, uh, your experiences will be stored for you so that you can refer back to them and see how far you've come and how much you've grown from the adversity. Yes. Yeah. That's a really good suggestion. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully this has been helpful for you guys. Of course, you know, we have an action item for you. So this is what we want you to think about this week. Think about somebody you know who is skilled in the growth mindset. Somebody who understands that important qualities can be cultivated. Think about the ways that they confront obstacles and the ways that they stretch themselves even in uncomfortable situations. And then what are some ways that you might like to change and stretch yourselves in uncomfortable times? Well, Thanks for listening. If you feel like your soul is getting fed here at Soul Talk for Black Folks, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review. Until next time, this has been your soul sisters, Zara and Latoya. Bye. Bye.